Hello, and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. Today we're talking about Trevor Davis. Who is Trevor Davis? That's a great question, and one will answer along with the other 20 questions he sent in. Many gaming-related, some not. But either way, we think these questions are pretty fun. But first, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison and the SGC. We might be getting lazy with the topics lately, but... Me? <laughs> fine. I might be getting lazy with the topics lately. <laughs> but as I was going through all the questions, and we got lots of great questions, and we're pretty much going to use them all in future episodes, Trevor sent a book-long email, and at the moment I needed a topic, so Trevor Davis became our topic. Hi, so Trevor. So this is a feedback episode. But. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because we're I'm ignoring all of his feedback, and there was lots of it, but I'm ignoring all of that because he had like 20, 20 questions all over the board, and yeah, some of them are. There's one that I'm not sure I want to answer, but I might answer. But it's one of all those types of questions. <laughs> but it's one of those questions that everyone's curious about, but normally you hide. So I don't know. We'll we'll get there. We'll talk about it. So how are you guys doing? I'm tired. <laughs> I am doing great. I went to ABT, as I was talking about in the pre-show, and uh, or apt, and uh, bought a bunch of stuff. Really expensive. ABT is a huge appliance store in huge Chicago. It might be outside of Chicago, too, but I know it's in Chicago. Yeah. So I think it's like Mount, Pro- Mount Prospect. But yeah, yep. bought a bunch of stuff. They give you popcorn yeah. if you buy a microwave. They do. We bought three dishwashers, three washers and dryers, three refrigerators, and three microwaves from them at one point. And three, uh, or two ovens only. And two ovens. Yeah. Yeah. Chris lives in a really big house. <laughs> <laughs> How else could I afford to podcast for free? Um, no, well, most people, well, people who have listened <laughs> because you to have them, a really big house. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a really big house. Yeah, I basically rented out to everybody. Uh, no, I would actually, I don't know. Part of me wants to get into like the whole Airbnb full time thing. The other part of me says, yeah, that would actually be work, and I don't want to do that. So I'll continue just working for someone else who continues to pay me, at least for now. But in any case, yes, if if you're wondering why we bought so many appliances, Kitty, Spencer, and I had bought a building at one point, and we had to outfit three apartments, and we got all our appliances from ABT. They were actually quite good. So let's get into this, because Kitty's driving to the west side of West Virginia tomorrow. Yep. Morning, bright and early. Yep. And Not as early as I left for Pittsburgh that one time, but... How early was Pittsburgh? We left at 4 a.m.? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so I only have to leave at 6.30 tomorrow morning. Yeah, that's not too bad. And you're driving with how many teenagers? Four. So four teenagers and you. In a minivan. Going across minivan. the country. But only like, yeah, It sounds know, like you're kidnapping way. them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with their parents' gonna permission. Be taking, yeah, Kitty's going to be taking four minors over several state lines tomorrow morning. Yeah. So In a minivan? From, is, it, yeah. is it a panel van? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a... White windowless minivan. Bright blue Dodge Caravan. All right. It's like a brand new car. Enterprise gave me a brand new car again, even though I totaled the last brand new car they gave me. What's the license plate number in case anybody is concerned? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you hear any Amber alerts in the upper hey. northeast side of the U.S., <laughs> no, I, it's probably because the teenagers kidnapped you. Right. Um, now, for our listeners who don't know, I am a youth minister, and I'm taking the youth group on a mission trip to West Virginia. So. And nothing illegal. How many days? What? How many days? 
Um, six day trip. All right. Are you guys doing anything fun, or is it like going in and building a house? Or <laughs> nope. No fun. No fun at no all. Fun. That's not what youth groups do. No. No, we've got some really cool stuff planned. We get to go swimming at um like a river swim that we get to do. We get to see the Lincoln County cloggers. There should be some really fun stuff. No, he asked about fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> river no swimming is fun for anyone. The Lincoln County yeah. cloggers is only something I'm interested in. I keep telling the kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, we get to see this. They're like, what? <laughs> and? So cool. All right. Well, you're going to have to give us a report on the next episode on how all that worked out. So I'm... I'm I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm excited to hear about it, but I'm oddly curious to hear about. She'll also have a slideshow. Yeah. <laughs> this is us at the pool. <laughs> this is us at the Lincoln County Cloggers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually found a vintage like 1972 Kodak carousel just for this. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Oh man, I miss the days where vacation pictures where everyone gather around. We're going to dim the lights and project onto my projector screen. Yep. Do you miss those days? Because I sure don't. <laughs> I actually don't know that I remember those days. I just I was old enough at the time to know that people did that and that everyone's like, oh no, we gotta go over to Sam's and watch vacation pictures. My now mom we just do it in real time. Still makes Facebook. everyone watch her vacation pictures, but she does it with a laptop and it's much harder to see. So yeah. tell her to get modern times, put it on Facebook, and then people can ignore it in the privacy of their own home. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Trevor Davis. Um, What's to say about Trevor? He writes a lot of emails to us. Yeah. And they're very, very long. And they're hilarious. And we rarely use anything from them because they're hilarious and probably not suitable in a lot of cases. Yeah. Not PG rated. (laughs) But great, fun, good reads. Yep. Um, they're also hard to like take like little bits out of because they're always like long stories. So that's why this is so great because it's split up into nice segments for us already. Yeah. Well, and so this email had a lot of story around it as well. So I just took the 20 question part, which is still two pages single spaced in Microsoft, um, docs, which is where we put our show notes. So Trevor, thank you. Um, Thank you. Just thank you. So we did meet. Uh, we didn't. You guys didn't meet him at no. Origins. But I met Trevor at Origins. I was at doing Keyforge. And all of a sudden, this guy walks up and says, hey, are you Chris? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm Trevor Davis. I'm like, I think he said, maybe he said I'm Trevor or something. But in any case, he, he mentioned it. We ended up um, hanging out for quite a while. Hi, and- you Chris? Yeah, you just got <laughs> served. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta be careful. <laughs> That would have been funny if he had done that. Hmm. Yeah. All right, Trevor, this is for next time. Um, but no, it was it was great. He's he's really, really cool. So then he sent in a bunch of questions, and we are just going to go through these. You guys just read these just before the show, right? Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. Right. Um, so we're gonna do these relatively cold and mostly unprepared. But have your phones ready because there's at least one question that's gonna require. <laughs> just like your phone. how I like my pasta. <laughs> Oh, Fletcher. Fletcher's uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's been great for the last several episodes. I'm like, I had this conversation with Fletcher. Fletcher, you're just going to have to get more brutal or I'm kicking you off the podcast. And that never actually happened, but we're going to have a different kind of uh, conversation after this. <laughs> <laughs> not true. Not true. All right. I like it because he mostly picks on Chris. 
Apparently, I'm the only one that, yeah. No, uh, I He does most of the talking, sometimes. so it makes it easy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Kitty's perfect. Fine. I'm just here as a punch-up man. That's my <laughs> <good> job. <laughs> well, you got to have all the different angles, right? I, I don't know how this works. All right. Let's just let's just, just go to the first questions, and we'll get an idea of, I think, the the first three questions will give a really good mix of what Trevor did for us here. Um also, I did not email Trevor and ask his permission to do this. So, surprise! And anyone who emails us, I have reserve all rights to do whatever I want with any email you send me. Um, but if you specifically say, don't use this on the air, I, I won't. But otherwise, you might get an entire episode regarding your emails. All right. First question. How are your New Year's resolutions going? Mid-year is a great time to stop and reevaluate. So... I do not remember my New Year's resolutions. Do you guys remember your New Year's resolutions? I don't make your New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I just so opened going the great. doc from our New Year's resolution episode. All right. What are our resolutions? Um, let's see. Water for a month for you. Oh, I did do that. Unfortunately, now I'm back to Diet Coke and adult beverages. Um, Beer is mostly water. Beer is mostly water. Back on Weight Watchers. Uh, okay, so this, terrible. Not oh, good no. at all. Totally wrong direction. And I have a cruise coming up in September, and I am now... See, this. these are the things where I don't really want to be all that honest, but eh, it's just my friends. Um, yeah, I think I am one pound shy of my all-time highest weight, and it's an awakening. So, yeah. The last six months have been bad. I want to blame baby disrupting lifestyle and all of that but mostly it's just me being like ah but fast food's so easy and i just like it so yeah that that's been bad what about you guys oh well you guys didn't start you still have yeah we're still on you you've got four more here (sighs) uh less kickstarters not more than 10 for the year that i'm on track for for 10 games. Um, I have probably done a similar number of expansions. But yes, I've been doing relatively decent on the <laughs> Kickstarter front. I, I made a new rule that I didn't... Expansions didn't count because those were games I already had and I have to satisfy the completionist in me. My name is Chris and I'm the Game Master. I make the <laughs> rules. <laughs> My Twitter handle, Game Master Chris. Deal with it. Um, I know you're doing poorly on this one. Play or purge all unplayed games? I was doing great up until about a month and a half ago which coincidentally coincided with going back to work but also there was just a landfall of kickstarters that fulfilled around that time as well so i have about eight or nine huge kickstarter games that i haven't even opened yet outside of those though i have done pretty decent and i had high hopes to actually be playing a lot more and even recording them but yeah Now I have a real job on top of everything else that I'm doing. Less conventions? No. I think I'm still going to. I think I've still gone to six this year, and that's averaging one a month. So, yeah. No. More local conventions, though. But then we still did go to Dice Tower Con, which probably was a mistake. We didn't really need to do that, but it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. But, yeah. No. Still bad on that one. All right. Great. Keep going. Your last one. I think you're doing great on this one. Ready? Mm-hmm. Be a dad. Oh, I got that one. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. So you like batting 500 now? Is that what the... <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. 
You got you got six months to catch up. All right. Okay, Kitty, what are your resolutions? Fletcher, you weren't with us when we did this, right? No. 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 All right. And you just decided that you didn't do resolutions anyway. So you're doing fantastic. All right, Kitty, what were your resolutions? Game with I'm new people. I'm right on track. <laughs> <laughs> what, meet new people? Game with new people. Oh. Oh, you've been doing that. Eh, a bit. So my, my goal was to play games with, like, you know, different people. So I guess I did, um, this was before game night at the church. I did that. So I got quite a few games in there. Um, I've been making my family play with me more because before I think this resolution was all about, I just played games with the podcast people and didn't really branch out there. So I'll give myself a B plus here. You started the youth group gaming night. And I think that that by itself is a pretty good. Yeah. But that was, you know, like, Four months ago, and I haven't done much since. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of this year, though. Yeah, it still counts. Um, yeah. Tabletop RPG. I am giving myself a yes on this one. I talked to you even into recording it. I did. And uh, those and episodes then, exist somewhere where eventually yeah, people in, will hear them, maybe. <laughs> they're in your hands now. Uh, yeah, we've, we've talked about audio quality is really, really hard. Playing the game is fine. It's Getting the audio. Getting good audio is really hard and because you have a different kind of mic than everyone else and it's making me crazy yeah 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 all right what's the next one (laughs) and my last (laughs) the last one for me was to be healthier and i think i said something about walking the dog more in this one and i haven't done that at all it's also i mean the last six months have been mostly kind of when summer gonna get here and then the last week has been oh summer's making up for it all at one time yeah, across the entire country. This has been a very, very, very warm week. But even up until then, I hadn't been walking the dog very much. But I have yeah. been throwing the ball around for him a lot more in the backyard, playing with him a lot, and working out more. So I'm giving myself a B. All right. I think I'm getting well, like that a was... B average here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was question one, and we're 15 minutes in. So this episode's going to be four hours long. Um there's, There's a, a lot easier ones. ones to answer here. We only have to do three <laughs> questions. <laughs> we only, no, we have to do 20 questions. We just might do the last ones in rapid fire, maybe the lightning round. Next question. Do you guys enjoy role-playing? Do you guys enjoy reading role-playing game books? Fletcher, you're first on this one. Uh, yes. <clears throat> I'm going to say yes, I do. Perfect. I don't like explaining the rules, but I do enjoy reading the books, if that makes sense. Yeah. What? Like the rules aspects or the story aspects, like because the rules aspect, like yeah. when learning any kind of new game, you just like sit down and read and figure out all the rules, and that's that's nice. Have you um, ever read like an adventure module or adventure like a like a hardcover adventure book or just the rules? Uh, pretty much just the rules. I mean, like with to be fair, Trevor's question does say, I, "Do you enjoy reading RPG rule books?" Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I usually do all the reading like when I play Gloom- Gloomhaven, so all the scenario stuff and all that kind of stuff. I'm usually the one reading all that. All right. What about you, Kitty? Well, I, I enjoy it, um, but I don't seek out books to read, but when they come to me, I read them. So, like, you gave me Bubblegum Shoe and Spencer bought the Vampire the Masquerade book, and I'll read through those, but I don't go out and search them out. I enjoy reading the crunch of most books, and that is, like, you know, the mechanics and building characters and that kind of stuff. I enjoy collecting role-playing game books, especially like I have all the fifth edition stuff and a bunch of stuff that 
goes around that. I have a hard time reading the adventures, like the hardcover adventures. Um, I actually, I will say, I actually don't enjoy reading those because I feel like as I'm reading, I'm like, oh, I have to study this. It's like, it's like trying to remember a history book. And then I have to tell a story around that history book that I just read because I need all these names and places and I need to remember them. And so, but I like browsing through it. I like reading the monsters and stuff. The monster manual for fifth edition is a great book to just read. And because there's a lot of really cool information in there. So I, I'd say sometimes I do, but most of the time the adventure stuff, I, I tend to collect and not really read straight through. All right. This next one's easy. What is your favorite whiskey? Gin. <laughs> not a whiskey yeah i don't drink whiskey nope. i am a non-whiskey drinker period <laughs> fletcher so i'm gonna say scotch because i would say scotch falls falls under whiskey it's yeah, it scotch is a, whiskey. is it it is a type of whiskey so i enjoy scotch and in particular i probably enjoy oh i don't know maybe a lafroig or glenfiddich something like that i don't know I enjoy all types of scotch. Single malt, please, if you will. <laughs> all right. Well, I got two that I like. Um, the first one is Bailey's. It says right on the bottle, it's an Irish whiskey, so I count I it. I don't <laughs> think that's true. I think you're missing a word there. That word is cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. The next one doesn't have any cream in it, which is um, Tennessee has honey. <laughs> Oh, has honey. Tennessee honey. I do not like the taste of whiskey. It's oh, vile, but I do really like Tennessee honey because it just... But I do really like the taste of honey. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it used to be when I first started flying, I would get Bailey's on the airplane. I was just like, oh, give me a Bailey's over ice. And then I found out that I just would drink that way too fast. So I stopped doing that. But um, no, I really do like Bailey's. Um, all right. If you don't have an answer for whiskey, what is your favorite wine? So this one's directed at Kitty. I am a huge fan of dry whites with a fruit forward flavor, something like a <laughs> New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, like a really good, not like a Chardonnay. I don't like oaky flavors, something with a stone fruit. I like anything with like a aromatics and so good. I just want. I, I, I'm hoping that you brought up a thesaurus for how to describe wine, but you did a really no, good I'm job. No, I'm just that pretentious all by myself. <laughs> not a I lot don't of need help. not a lot of tannin. You're pretentious with white wine. You can't be pretentious with white wine. Yes, you can. <laughs> Fine, Fletcher. Do you have a favorite wine? Uh, red. There you go. <laughs> I used to be uh, able- actually. I actually do have a favorite wine. I'm really not that big into wine, and usually most wine to me tastes pretty much the same. For whatever reason, but uh, I've been it drinking this. It just means this, you haven't uh, had enough of it to drink. The more you drink, the okay. more picky you become. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I like this one. It's a Santome Roboso. You can get it at Italy or fine dining establishments in your area. But I really like that. <laughs> that stuff is good. I used to like white wines because they were sweet and fruity and, like, yeah, just easy. But then I started drinking red wines because... I don't know. I just kind of acquired a taste for it, but they really do give me a major hangover the next day. So I have to be careful. I can only red wine just because you real. drink a lot of it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have to keep it down to less than a bottle and a half in a sitting, and then and then I'm not too bad. But yeah, no, like a Pinot Noir is probably my my go to that I order. But I do like like a red blend of some sort as well. Isn't pretty nice. Question five: If you don't drink, then how can you possibly survive family game night? Kitty, do you? drink with your family 
Yes. Because <laughs> right. I want to survive Absolutely. family game thing. <laughs> what about you, Fletcher? Um, I don't play games with my family, but I certainly drink around them. Interesting. So I, so I, I don't have like a big family that is like blood related, but the family that is basically my family, they are essentially a dry family in the main house. And I will say there are times where I wish that I could just be drinking in the open, but usually the way I do that is, you know, during Christmas, Thanksgiving, there's no alcohol at all. And then we'll go out, usually like the cousins or something, we'll go out afterwards and go to Buffalo Wild Wings or something and make up for it that way. But I used that. Yeah. No, no, no. It's one of your top three favorite restaurants. (laughs) It really is. I love it so much. I just like spicy stuff, but they have so many different options to be spicy. All right. Here's where we're going to need our phones. Um, and we're not going to do 10, but he asked, what are our top 10 favorite podcasts? Any type, not just board games. And I think we've covered this every a few times we've mentioned it, but I'm going to give you just a few and give you guys a little bit of time to... Um, I don't have my phone in here, actually, because... All right, then I you'll have to do yours good. from memory. Um, I listen to Up First every morning, which is uh, like a 10-minute news podcast from NPR. So I like that one. Um, I listen to a Tabletop Game Talk on my podcast. Uh, Radio Lab is a great one. I'm a pretty big politics follower. And so I listen to the NPR politics podcast because I find that they tend to be the most central and least opinionated of the podcasts that I can listen to. But um there's a bunch of others. Oh, one of my favorites is The Indicator from Planet Money and Planet Money in general. But The Indicator is every single day. It's a 10-minute podcast. Love that one. Um, I listen... Well, I wouldn't say that's my favorite, so I will not mention that. Board Game Insider is uh, where I get a lot of news from that I like. It's like uh, Stephen Bonacore uh, from Stronghold Games and Noxy Chevycheck from Portal Games. They give a lot of good stuff. And then the other ones, I would say Stuff You Should Know and the Tech Meme Ride Home. Tech Meme Ride Home gives me a ton of tech news every day. And then Stuff You Should Know is just a fun podcast to listen to. I think that's enough. I have about 20 more on my list that I listen to. All right, Kitty. As previously stated many, many times, I'm a big fan of the Glass Cannon Network, so I listen to the Glass Cannon Podcast and Androids and Aliens. Um, I also like the Adventure Zone and the um, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Same guys do those two. Uh, very funny. Um, I like... Um, I listen to the BBC News Hour. That's where I get my news because I don't like American news. <laughs> um, I... I used to listen to that one a lot because they do a pretty good from the outside looking in. They're good international coverage. news too. I think yep. that they do a much better international news than a lot of American news. And I can't stand um, political uh, elections that take, you know, two years to run a campaign. It just makes me insane to hear that over and over. Yeah. Um, what else do I listen to? I listen to This American Life depending on the topic. I. Like ninety nine percent invisible, and I like um, someone knows something. This is a Canadian crime podcast. Um, that one's really good too. I was just listening to a podcast where they're like the podcast medium is flooded with true crime, true crime podcasts, and it needs to stop because there's just so many. Some of them are really good though. 
but there are a lot like it's it's hard to wade through a lot of them to find the high quality ones but i love true if you're gonna start a podcast yeah don't do true crime if you're gonna start a podcast all right fletcher i think you went and got your phone i did all right let's start at the top so 99 percent invisible 99 percent invisible for those who have not listened to it is a kind of design podcast but what they do is they cover things in the world that are design elements and like cover it from like a designer point of view, which is you know, my, one of my coolest one is the little spikes on, on balconies are there to keep pigeons from landing on it. And you wouldn't think about it because they make it look artistic, but there's actually a functional reason for it. So, and they do all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. It's a great podcast. Uh, everyone should listen to it. Yes. 99% invisible. Okay. So then accidental tech podcast, econ talk, uh, you the flop Spencer. house. <laughs> <laughs> The Flophouse? Uh, the Flophouse, yeah. That is a podcast about... Uh, it's like three guys that make fun of... They watch like bad movie movies. Flops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They review so it, terrible movies. It's like big movies. movies. <laughs> they review terrible movies and they're really they're really funny. So The Flophouse, yeah. highly recommend that. What, what was that? Four? Um, Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Uh, talk Show with John Gruber. Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Reply All. Science versus serial when they decide to publish new new right. stuff. Science versus is amazing, by the way. Yep. Um, the, just amazing. Like you should take a look at it. They cover lots of controversial topics from a scientific angle, and they do some pretty good stuff. Um. Yes. Serial when they decide to purchase new, uh, publish new stuff. Skeptoid, and there's another one that's called The Shrink Next Door. It's just kind of like a short mini series of like on one topic. That is a super, super interesting story. Um, it's done. I don't think they're going to publish any anything more on it, but uh, it was a really interesting podcast. The Shrink Next Door. By I Warner. really had one like that, too, where uh, Disney Story Origins. They did like eight really good episodes, and now they're done. I don't know if it's even yeah. still out there, but check it out. because they. It's, like a, it's like a mini-series yeah. podcast yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> so There's one, uh, The Way I Heard It by Mike Rowe, which he does. He's currently oh, yeah. on... He's currently on hiatus, but because um, he's writing a book. But these are like ten or fifteen minute stories that are that you find out what it is. It's something you normally know about, but the way he tells it, the reveal is at the end, and you're like, "Oh, whoa! I didn't know that that was the story of this particular thing." Yeah, I heard the one about the Statue of Liberty, and like could not figure out what he was talking about. Spencer listens to that one. Yeah, it's it's quite a good one that you mentioned story based ones, but these are just like little short snippets. You could listen to them. You can listen to six in an hour easily, and you're like, I want to listen to more. So if it's not obvious, we really like our podcasts. And <laughs> we have a pretty diverse, like, I think our overlap would be relatively small between all of them. But all right, this next question is directed to me, I believe. Did you read the R.A. Salvatar book you were considering a while back? And I don't... I did. You did? <laughs> I did. I, I've read I've read almost all of his books, actually. I've read none, so let's see where Chris falls. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I didn't know really where to onboard on that, because he writes the Dritz books. They're D&D, the the dual-wielding Dark Elf um, is basically from R.I. Salvatore. And I really didn't know where to onboard to this, so I read the Homecoming series. Yes, I'm on board there. Yeah, it was really, really good. I I mean, I didn't go and start listening to everything else, but I did go through that series, and I truly enjoyed it. So... Yeah, you onboard at at the what would you call it? The home, homecoming, home, homecoming series. So you onboard there, and then you can go to Icewind Dale, 
which is actually the first book that he's in. Um, the first one that he written, uh, R.A. Salvatore wrote. But the, the interesting thing is like the Icewind Dale trilogy. Um, Drist was not meant to be the main character, but he kind of became the main character because R.A. Salvatore found him more interesting than the main character that he like originally envisioned. Um, yeah. And because he doesn't really get much of an intro. He's just kind of like there. He's like, oh, he's a guy that's always been here. And here's like the main character and all about him. And then it's like, oh, actually, it, it, the story like shifts the focus on on this guy instead. Yeah, I listened um, to some but, um, interviews with him. And he's like, I don't like I know where the books start, but the characters write themselves. So I don't know where it goes. And that's kind of how Dritz became this main character is he just kept stealing the scenes. And it wasn't a planned thing. So that's kind of an interesting way of thinking about writing books. And it's very, very similar to how, you know, a lot of the like role-playing campaigns will go. It's like, you don't know where it's going. And then all of a sudden, like something comes up and like the story just follows that particular thing. Yeah. So you recommend these books? Yeah. I was gifted the homecoming series as a, I think like a bar mitzvah gift a million years ago. Um, And then it sat on my shelf because I was like, I don't know what the heck this fantasy stuff. I didn't even play D and D at that time. So I didn't even know what this character was. And I was just bored one day and I was like, all right, I'm going to start reading this giant, but it was all four books and like one giant hardcover. So then I just started reading it and I was like, wow, this is like really cool. I'm totally into this. And yep. I just looked it up and I'm like, oh, he's written even more. So I was like, all right, I just started purchasing all these books. Yep. Yeah. The homecoming series is a prequel. It's basically his backstory. And then, yes, it's his backstory. Yep. So, and it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, all right. Next question. Do you ever back role-playing games or role-playing games accessories on Kickstarter? Fletcher, do you ever do anything on Kickstarter? Uh, I've backed like a couple of things on Kickstarter, but that's about it. Not even board games. Just like, I forget what I backed. <laughs> no, nothing really. It's been a long, it's been years since I've done anything in Kickstarter. Don't get into it. As soon as you do, you're like, but I want this. It's deadly. And I want this and I want yeah. This. Yeah. It's a, we had to stop doing the Kickstarter podcast because it was just too expensive. Yeah. Like for me, I'm always just like, you know, when it hits store shelves or whenever, I'll just pick it up there. Like, but sometimes I, I don't won't. care about saving like $10. You don't know if they will. Yeah. A lot of board games are Kickstarter exclusive these days. So it gets, it gets trickier. Kenny, well, I know that I just lean on you guys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Kenny, I know the answer, but justify yourself. I do. I don't know. <laughs> like, why do I have to justify this? Um, I've backed a few fifth edition settings that I keep telling myself someday I'll run my own game, but I don't. And I've backed a few just kind of fun sounding systems and stuff. Um, I backed the Zorro role playing game because I thought my mom would think it was funny. So I just, <laughs> I just thought it was fun. I, I back as few as possible. Because they are incredibly expensive. Way more expensive than board games, especially if you're going all in. Well, it depends on what you're doing. Because, you know, a lot of the ones that I've backed, I only back the digital copy. And you don't have to go that deep to do that. Yes. But you can't do that. You physically cannot. I don't think you're capable of clicking that. I got to find the highest. (laughs) I find the highest level. I'm like, I want everything. And then I never read them. Um, but I have my most recent role playing game accessory is I backed a bunch of tokens, like map tokens that are, uh, coins. So coins that It'll represent really all the different character classes. 
when we never use a map because you only like theater of the mind. Once I have coins, though, I'll bring them out and we just won't actually count spaces. But then you can have a relative position based on the coins that I have for all the character classes and for a bunch of different monsters. Plus, I think I'm going to have about 20 pounds of coins. So... It's yeah. called coin astrology. <laughs> it In- is. Invest now. Have you heard the rules for uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition? Um, I browsed through them. I own the beta copy. I feel like you're really going to like their movement rules. Is it? Uh, no. I'll, I'll read them and I'll, 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 maybe I'll talk about it at a future podcast. He already I'm likes the grapple hear. rules more. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the last... Uh, role-playing supplement I got was The Streets of Avalon, which is a book done by a friend of mine, uh, Brett, who does the Gaming and BS podcast, another podcast I listen to. And so- oftentimes, I'll back something from um, Ronin, I think it's Ronin, and I've, they may pronounce it differently, and uh, Cobalt Press, they have some pretty good stuff, mostly 5e stuff that is the only stuff I'm going to back. I will rarely back a different system, because I know that I will never actually get that system to the table. So, unless it's from someone I know. Uh, some of, I did back a couple of the Savage Worlds settings when we were doing Savage Worlds, and I don't regret that. But All right. From reading to math, Trevor has something for everyone here. If you commute one hour, 20 minutes, one way, three days a week, how many equivalent Keyforge matches would that be in a year's time? All right. So, you can play uh, three Keyforge matches in that time frame if we're going yep. by 40-minute time rules. So that's six matches a day because it's one way. So that's, so that's three two day- directions. Yep. So times three days a week. So that's Thank 18. you for joining us on Homework Helper. <laughs> Wait, no. So <laughs> that's only three matches a day because I doubled an hour and 20. 40 minutes for a match. Oh, you're doing 40 minutes for a match. All right. Isn't that's that fine. normally what it is? I would say 30. I think I think you get five matches. Five matches. All right. We'll say five matches, three days a week. That's 15 matches, 52 weeks, but we have two weeks vacation at least, so only 50 weeks. So 300 games. No, 600 games. 750. 750 games. That's a lot of games of Keyforge. Yep. All right. So what Trevor's done is saying, I'm retiring and just playing Keyforge instead of commuting. Got it. Okay. I need to learn how to play Keyforge on the train. As soon as Keyforge comes out in a mobile way, oh, man. Yeah. Life is... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Question number 10. We're halfway through. What do you do when you wake up at 2 a.m. and can't go back to sleep? I have bed phones or cozy phones, and I listen to podcasts or I design board games in my mind. What is a cozy phone? <laughs> They're like, um, so you know like those headphone, headphones you wear over your ears in winter when you're jogging? It's like that, but they have flat headphones inside of them like so it's like a headband with flat headphones and you wear it and they're bluetooth so you can leave your phone plugged in and Ah. you can lie down and comfortably listen to your stuff that's great without interrupting your partner Mm -hmm. i like that what are you fletcher you wake up at 2 a.m uh if i wake up at 2 a.m i try to go back to sleep (laughs) but if i can't i usually will listen to podcasts or browse reddit and I try to listen to podcasts because I don't want to stare at a screen because I want to go back to sleep. So I rarely wake up at 2 a.m. because I rarely go to sleep before 1, 1.30 a.m. So I'm usually sleeping at this point. Uh, but if I do wake up at some point in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep, 
I will give myself maybe 20 minutes. And if I'm still not sleeping, I'm like, all right, I'm getting up and I'm just going to go do something. Hopefully, I don't start programming. If I start writing code, it's four hours because the middle of the night programming zone I get into, that's bad. Um, but I'll, I don't know, jump on the web, maybe watch some YouTube on a particular game that I'm interested in or something like that. And then at 4, 4.30, I go to sleep and then regret my life choices when I have to wake up and go to work in an hour and a half. Number 11. And this one is a relatively personal question. Um but we might answer it. We'll see. How many downloads <laughs> does Tabletop Game Talk average per episode? What is the highest ever? So I don't this know. This is a Chris question. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I don't know that, I don't know why we keep this stuff under wraps. I don't know if it's an illusion to make it seem like we're more popular than we are. Or <laughs> like, Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Kitty just sent a link to these cozy phones. And I have to say. This model, this girl she that's wearing these so cozy, she looks so happy to be wearing these cozy <laughs> phones. It's like she just like got the best gift ever. She All right, she's great. like playing with notes. her hair. She's just like, oh yeah, like these cozy phones are amazing. <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead, Chris. Nope, links in the show notes. Cozy phones, <laughs> check it out. Uh, that's a really long link too. So, um. But yeah, so we don't normally share a, a lot of advertising podcasts that do advertisements won't share because they don't, you basically paid on, you know, how many listens you get and things like that. So, and measuring this number is tricky as well because there is no, when you download something on your podcast app, that's your podcast app isn't recording anything. Uh, that's why a lot of like NPR has their own app so they can track what, how people listen and they want you to listen through the app because they can get more data on you. Otherwise, all you can do is figure out how many times the file, the MP3 file is being downloaded. Um, so you guys need to stop sending links back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> they make cozy phones for kids that are like animals. I want the unicorn one. They have one that's a panda. It's like a panda on top of this kid's head. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Link is also in the show notes. I'm going to get one for Carmen. <laughs> it can be your wedding gift for her. Um, all right, fine. We're, we just won't share our downloads. Number 12. Kitty, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a unicorn. This is amazing. <clears throat> this is the worst radio ever. Also, unicorn, link in the show notes. But... <laughs> Oh, you've derailed everything. Um, uh, number 12. <sighs> All right. No, it's number, fault. <laughs> number 11. We get approximately 1500 downloads a week. Um, well, an episode and the highest ever has been a little over 2000. And that was our game crafter episode that we did forever ago. Um, which jumped, it like doubled any other numbers we did at the time. So, um, but yeah, and that is a pretty decent number. Honestly, I'm humbled that that many people attempt to download the podcast. We don't know if they're listening, but they download it. So yeah, um, I wouldn't mind more listeners, but we aren't going to be advertising anytime soon. So it really doesn't matter how many people we have listening, but really spread the news. We want more next time. Trevor asks us next year. I want to say 5,000 people. Maybe 10,000. 10,000 is where you can start making some money. I was going to say, I would like it if we could get to 10,000 because that's when you can pick up advertisers. Except yep. I like our ad-free format. So I do. Support us and on Patreon and we won't do that. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is also why we have the Patreon. But um, one of the things that's interesting about podcasts is they're kind of a niche thing. Uh, not Most people do not even know how to listen to a podcast. And within the podcast community, well, in the world, gaming is kind of a niche thing. And when you put those two things together, you're really vying for a relatively small audience. So that's part of it in the dice i know the dice tower numbers as well which i will not share because it's not my place to share them um they have significantly more downloads than us but even them i think you'd be surprised at you know because they're the biggest board game podcast and they still you know they're not anywhere near just your average true crime podcast which is millions of downloads maybe we should do a true crime podcast All right. How often do you rearrange your games and your gaming storage? Do they just stay in your particular spots or is it a constant shuffle? Kitty. I rearrange them probably every two or three months. And I that's because that's usually when I get a critical number of Kickstarters or new games that have come in that now nothing fits on the shelves. So I have to go through and decide what I don't need anymore and rearrange and Tetris the rest of them in. Fletcher, you don't get new games, so I'm assuming you don't do a whole lot of rearranging. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a shuffle. So, like, I pull out one that's in the middle of the pile, and then I play it, and then I just put it on top. So, it's just, you know, it, they're just getting churned, I guess I would say. <laughs> <laughs> a slow churn board game pile. Yeah. Yeah, when my game room gets so cluttered with new games on the game table that I can't use the game table... <laughs> that's when I have to make decisions as to what goes into the basement storage and what can stay Chris upstairs. has to move things out of the way to get into his home. So it's also a churn, if you will. <laughs> if you will, yes. Uh, yeah. it's. I, I would say I do probably do it every two to three months at least, and sometimes more depending on the Kickstarter fulfillment schedule. 13. I would be curious for you to poll your listeners on gameplay statistics. How many games do they play in a month or a year? How many distinct occurrences of different games versus repeats of a particular game? How often do the larger or longer games actually hit the table? I don't know that we've ever polled people exactly this way. Um, I have done a, a couple Board Game Geek posts and such, and it does surprise me how many people play more games than I am able to play. And it also surprises me, because I won't find this out on BoardGameGeek, but I just know this generally through emails and stuff, how many people don't actually play much at all, but are trying to get more into the hobby. So they listen to different, you know, they're listening to various podcasts. And for some reason, ours is one that a lot of people stop on, on their way to onboarding onto onto games. So this would be interesting, uh, but I also think it's kind of intuitive. Big games don't hit the table very often. I think... We're about, we did a Cult of the New versus Cult of the Old poll. And I think most of our listeners were in the Cult of the New side. So I'm guessing repeat plays are relatively small, too. <laughs> if anyone wants All to right. put together the Survey Monkey, we'll put it up on Board Game Geek or something. Well, we should just put a poll on Board Game Geek because Survey Monkey is so expensive. I did that for one of our things. It's like $35 a month. I'm like, I just want to do a simple poll. Like, you can listen to this, <laughs> you can see the first 100 responses, but the next ones you can't. So that's another thing with our, our download numbers. We get a ton of engagement. Yeah. If those numbers are correct, we're getting like, you know, 25, 20 to 25% of our audience is engaged with us. And that's phenomenal. Like, that's yeah. great. So I don't know about the quantity, but the quality of our listeners are amazing. Thank you. 14. 
The ultra-competitive episode made me wonder if you've ever tried to articulate your personal gaming core values. (laughs) Did you just stumble all over the word articulate? I did. (laughs) I wasn't very articulate. Um, He says, I often try to codify my thoughts about things by boiling it down to a few simple points. In gaming, what is essential to a good gaming experience? This could be an entire episode on its own because I find it fascinating what do you guys think? Like, what is what makes a good gaming experience? Fun. All right. Uh, we don't need to do a full episode on this. <laughs> okay. I solved it. <laughs> we did do episode four. Kitty's first episode was what is fun? What makes games uh, fun? What makes games fun? Uh, Kitty, do you have anything to add besides fun? I didn't put enough thought into this, but it will be something I continue to think. So now I will think about this. So there's that. (laughs) For me, if I think about it, it is games that create some kind of bond with the people I was playing with at the time. Uh, One of the reasons why I liked Are You a Werewolf for so long is because I made such good friends playing those games. Uh, One of the reasons I really like role-playing games is it creates those bonds. Board games, if everyone's enjoying the game and having fun, that is a success for me, where it's like, you know, we this was a really cool game to play. We want to play it again. Um, being able to do something with a group that would otherwise normally just kind of like sit around and talk about nothing, but, you know, you put a board game in front of them and it's like, oh, wow, that was really cool. I didn't even know games could be like that. Those types of things are are fun for me. And learning a new system and stuff, but I think that... The essential good experience is really kind of building those bonds. Yeah, it's like, I like building relationships. And I also like the feeling of solving something. There's a lot of puzzle aspects to games that I really enjoy. I like a lot of, um, not social deduction, but actual deduction games. (laughs) I like those kinds of things. And I, I feel a sense of satisfaction from solving things with people there. Fletcher, do you want to add to your fun, or are you still just standing with fun? Uh, I'm going to go with fun, because it seems like a correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to win the test. Yeah. All right. We're going to make this. We're going to do this. All right, number 15. Another aspect of gaming that has grown in our family is painting miniatures together. I didn't really see it coming, but it really is a fun family time to break out some minis and acrylic <laughs> and acrylic together, i.e. paint. Um, how much time do you spend in the periphery of the hobby versus the actual playtime? Probably, uh, I was going to say more. If I count the podcast, I probably spend more time. Oh, if we count the in- podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I don't count the podcast, though, then the painting, anything I paint is going to be directly related to using it in a game. So, and I would say that's probably evenly split in that regard. Uh, sorting games, repacking them, unboxing them, uh, reading rules, which really is in the periphery of things because I'm not actually playing. Uh, that's probably way more so than playing the game. I spend more time learning rules and repacking them than I end up playing them for sure. I don't know, what do you guys Yeah, I would agree. Totally. I'd say I'm around 50-50 split. Yeah. But at the same time, the periphery is kind of the fun, is fun too. Like when I'm organizing all my Arkham Horror cards, that is fun for me. I'm not playing the game, but I am enjoying what I'm doing. And I can do it as a solo thing. I can do it while watching TV. So I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. And like he mentioned here, painting, this is still a family time 
Like you can get all together and you're not playing the game, but you're still bonding over that game. I'm interested in this next question. (laughs) All right. Since foosball and pool each have their own tables upon which play occurs, do they count as tabletop games? Yes. I think they're dexterity games. They are. Yes. Yep. They They count as tabletop game. (laughs) (laughs) They do. They do not count as tabletop board games or card games, but they are certainly tabletop games. And where we draw that line, like flick them up, I would certainly put, you know, it has a board game geek entry. Foosball does not. And why? I don't know. They're both dexterity games where in their own Jenga way. Where does Jenga fall? Both... Jenga doesn't necessarily <laughs> need to Jenga be on a table. Fall. If you do big Jenga, is it a tabletop it's on board the floor. game? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Giant so, Jenga. Yeah. I our pool and foosball game tabletop games. Yeah. Is table tennis a tabletop game? Yes. But they're also outside of our hobby. And why? <laughs> I don't know. I just know that they are. Is that a valid? Yep. Response. I agree because when you start thinking about this, it's like, okay, is it a table that defines like you know our hobby? And if so, then we have to start defining what a table is. <laughs> and I don't want to yeah. define what a table is to define yeah. what I like. So, yep. <laughs> all right, keep moving. We gotta get moving. All right, number seventeen. What are the best snacks for game night and the worst snacks for game night? Best snacks are anything that doesn't that's not wet or sticky or powdery. Um, oh man, you just got question. rid of Mountain Dew and Cheetos. <laughs> Yes, I did. Pretzels are the best. Uh, pretzels are a fantastic snack. They don't hard get pretzels onto anything. to be specific. Soft pretzels yep. often involve dipping, and that's unacceptable. No, <laughs> no liquids of any kind. <laughs> no crisp of any kind either. <laughs> well, and I'm back. <laughs> Worst snacks are everything outside of pretzels. So we've did it. We've done an episode on. I don't think we've done a full episode on this, but we definitely talked about this board game party. I think. Yeah. Episode and grapes and things like that. They're not bad. Um, you know, it's just they're still wet, and if you're handling unsleeved paper or cardboard, it can be a problem. Um, I can eat an entire like pound of grapes in a sitting without hesitation. But you you eat wet grapes? Well, you wash them, like you rinse them, right? (laughs) So I guess I guess if you they're you dry, you have to wash them grapes. like ahead of time for the party. Yeah, you can't wash right. them right fun. before people eat them. I yeah. wash I wash every grape right before I eat it. Therefore, <laughs> I don't eat wet individually, grapes. like he's got a glass yeah. of water, he dunks it. You got a little like towel. What a terrible snack! <laughs> well, I mean, I also have someone peeling all my grapes for me, so they can get a little bit you know sticky. So I'm just saying. Yeah, it's like um, the eyeballs at a Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like this question. What is the best hosting gift you ever received? Poopery. I don't know if I've ever received poopery. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the only hosting gift I've ever received, but it cracked me up. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, Just a fun one to say. I, I'm that yeah, poopery. Everyone, everyone should have it. <laughs> I don't know. No, there's. I've gotten coasters, which were like nerdy game coasters. Those were really cool. Um, I'm trying to think of like hosting versus like housewarming, but anytime someone brings like a wine or a six pack of something, that's, that's always the best gift in Japan. There is a, it's a faux pas to go to someone's house and not bring a gift, but it's also a faux pas to bring a gift that they have to store and keep around. So (laughs) the wrapping is more, 
Yeah. The wrapping is the important part, like the presentation, but whatever you're wrapping and presenting should be consumable in some way so that they don't have to keep it around later. Cause that's, you know, that's presumptuous of you. Like, cause then they feel obligated to have it there the next time you're there and you keep bringing these little trinkets. And then suddenly there's a wall of Fletcher because Fletcher just keeps bringing me trinkets. Fletcher's yeah. Cause when me. I go to your, your place, I want to <laughs> see my face. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best gift. Here's a picture of myself. Here's a picture the wall. of me, just in case you forget. <laughs> All right, next one. Next question. Wait, Fletcher didn't have a favorite gift. I don't know. Booze is always a good hit. It's Perfect. easy, and I like to drink it. All right, these next two are easy. Um, so, my AC unit died while we were at the beach. I have friends coming over on Saturday for D&D. I hope to have it fixed before that. But if not, would you still attend if the air conditioning was unconditioned? No. Cancel D&D. It depends on the weather. Chicago yeah. this right. week? No. Cancel. Ugh. No. Ugh. Yeah. no. Awful. Very bad. I don't care what you need to do. Window unit, swamp cooler. You need to do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, there are other places in the country that might have delightful weather and you open a window and you're fine. Go to your local game store. If if they have space. Yeah. Um, I was just if talking. Space. <laughs> I was talking to Tim from our local game store. He has D&D Adventures League every Tuesday night. And he's at maximum capacity. He has a wait list. He has over 20, I think 21 people that are playing on a regular basis. And he can't take, because he has like an adventurer's club thing. And he can't take any more memberships because like we just don't have space. So we were talking about, you know, where else you could do it. And yeah, it's kind of crazy that D&D is so popular that he's like, I just can't. There's no room. You go in there on a Tuesday and it's just crazy. So, but... Yeah, you have to make sure you're comfortable. If you are playing a game, any game, whether it's D&D or a board game, and you expect people to be in a room for, you know, two to five hours, and they're uncomfortable, it's going to become a miserable experience. So, lots of fans, maybe, but then you're blowing around paper and stuff. Fix the AC, Trevor. Fix your AC. (laughs) Last question. Can you tell Adam Harrison hi for me? Yes. Adam, Trevor says hi. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> done adam adam was hanging out with us at origins and uh trevor and adam like they were in the same place so they were introduced to each other so that's why trevor says hi to adam um all right that was a lot of questions from trevor and i thought they were interesting i don't know you guys were a little bit hesitant when i told you what the topic was was it an interesting topic or is trevor just really bad at sending us questions I think this was a fun episode. I just, you know, feel like we've done maybe like three fun episodes in a row. <laughs> I'm not sure the bubble episode was fun. Oh, that's true. I blocked it from my memory because it was too much math. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Next week, we will do a legit back on topic topics, um, including board. I haven't put a, a few of these on BGG because there haven't been primed for input i guess i don't know how you would input some of these but um next week we will have a great new topic and what that is kitty said that she has several that she's going to come up with so kitty's taking over the topics and i'm excited to see what happens (laughs) all right here's the new topic Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's right it's a ninja turtle cozy phone (laughs) (laughs) so next week we're going to be talking about cozy phones of all types and varieties um no we're not we're not (laughs) 
<sighs> this is why I'm not in charge. This is I why can't you're be not trusted. In nope. Okay. Uh, true crime. That's... We're gonna go to switch to true crime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the true crime. Join us next week for Chris Clue. Murdered Kitty because she wouldn't stop talking about cozy bones. <laughs> Our new sponsor, cozy bones. Yeah. Uh, we should get a. Cozy we should just play cl- Clue live. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I rolled a one again. I still can't do any. Oh. Oh, I can't get out of this damn room. <laughs> I'm just inching my way across the hall as I'm limping. Uh, okay. Um, yes. Thanks everyone for tolerating us. And as our listeners, we dropped about 150 today. So it's 10% of our audience gone. <laughs> um, that's okay. It's a cyclical thing. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Wait a minute. I'm my pants. Yeah, I'm past that. We're going to be at Gen Con. You guys all know that. If you're going to be at Gen Con, you've already signed up. Um, but if you want, you can follow us on Facebook at Task Tabletop Game Talk Podcast. Twitter is Tabletop Game TLK. Kitty is Lawful Good Mom. Fletcher is Net Fletch. I'm Game Master Chris. You can help us out on Tabletop Game Talk slash com slash Patreon if you'd like to do that. And Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Thanks for listening. And remember, we love your feedback. So emails with comments or questions about today's topic at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Finally, a huge thank you to our patrons, Adam Harrison, the SGC, Jason Strong, Terrence Miltner, Stephen Seitz, Michael Ohl, Brian Arnold, Sean P. Kelly, C. Marie, Rudy Liu, Benjamin Heimowitz, Jerry Huang, Stefan Phillips, Caleb O'Brien, Jennifer Engelbrecht, Justin Willard, Christopher Dong, Jason Marks, Jeremy Fisher, David Radke, Nick Quickstra, David Sellers, Jason Rodney, Michael Yanikowski, Miles Clark, Cindy Loom, Phil Schwartzel, Ann Reynolds, Eric Huffman, Adrian Dong, Christopher Vincent, Nate Baz Flitham, Sean Peck, Eric Salander. Is it Cindy Loom or Lum? Anyway, Mike Smith, <laughs> Trevor Davis, Tim Vernig, Chris Lowe, Joe Hoover, Timothy Gross, Glenn Cotter, Jesse Walkobiak, Emil, Jewel, Jacobson, Marina Stevens, Brad, Brady, 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 hi Brady, Meltzner, uh, Gregory Huber. <laughs> Just butcher the last name. <laughs> <laughs> There's no end. Meltzer? Meltzer. Yeah. Meltzer. Um, remember, we are not professionals, and there's a reason why our listenerships is where it is. Um, Don Gilstrap, Stephen Judd, Leanne Verholst, Christopher Letko, John Lewis, and Joe Rackstad. Until next week, keep playing games and having fun. All right, Kitty, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, drive to West Virginia. I'm so excited. <laughs> Are you going to listen to the song West Virginia? Yes. Country Roads. Okay, good. Yeah, Country yeah. Roads. Just put that on repeat. Yeah, I said I was going to switch between the John Denver and the Dolly Parton until the kids made me stop physically. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great song for this trip. Wait, there's more. <laughs>